0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Gearmark, Ranger, Barbarian, Magician, Thief, Cavalier, and Acrobat.
1: That was Venger, the force of evil. I am Dungeon Master, your guide in the realm of
0: Dungeons and Dragons. I pulled that, that out of our show clips because yeah, we use that every now and then. Is oh, is thank that, you, Dan.
2: Is that like an old-school commercial? That is. Oh, yeah. No, that's 80s? the old that's that's the 80s
0: cartoon, cartoon, man. Get out. Oh. No, that's, that's his Dude, job. Dude, I'm uh, so – uh, yeah,
2: I'm the baby. That's – like literally – these guys are all of the experience and I'm just here for the new perspective.
3: All right. And that pretty much sums up our show. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to this hot dumpster right. fire that we like to call 3DMs. <laughs> my name is Jake Frankford. Sitting to the left of me is my good friend Paul. Sitting to the right of me is Clint. And, well – we're a and d podcast, and we're going to try to figure this whole thing out as we go. So I guess first things first, just a little bit about each and everybody. Clint, you go because you're the one all fired up.
2: Oh, man. All right. Um, I played my first game ever with uh, one of my best friend's dad was our DM, and he was very like old school. Like He played back in the day when you used to have two different games if you actually wanted to adventure outside of a dungeon. So yeah. we just started right there. Oh, um yeah. But I've played a couple of campaigns, one of them uh, being with Jake. Uh, that's been going on for like a year now and I've only – I've run one game but that game was honestly more of a drinking group with a gaming problem. Yeah. <laughs> um Relatable but now I've, I I do have a semi-serious game going on too. Semi-serious um, until I mess it all up for you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, the Legion of Doom is something that is actually a part of that campaign
3: setting, so it's getting outlandish already. Yeah, no, um, fuck your plot. We're here to take over your world, son. Um, I'm Jake. I've been playing D and D for a little over five years. Uh, I really just fell hard into the hobby after watching like uh, one of the first YouTube shows. And I realized, wow, this is way better than video games. And I spent way too much time doing DM stuff and I still have to like convince myself on weekends to go out and be social when I could just be sitting in my room making maps and writing plots. Uh, Paul, you have a lot to do with my problem.
1: Yes, I'm afraid I do. <laughs> I, I'm your drug dealer. Yeah, you were my drug dealer. I was. But as for myself, I'm Paul. I've been running Dungeons and Dragons games and... For at least eight years, and I was playing Dungeons and Dragons games. It's got to be at least ten years ago now. Wow! Yeah, uh, I've played every edition of Dungeons and Dragons that's ever been released. Yes, I've played Black Box. I played AD&D. <laughs> I've played Third Edition extensively. Played Fourth Edition extensively, and well, now we're on Fifth Edition. I've played a whole bunch of games, and I like to think I know some stuff. But there's always more to know. Yeah. It's just so difficult to cover everything. But I believe we're going to be trying to cover mostly 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons here on the show.
3: Yes. So let's get to our primary mission statement. We are going to do this show every Sunday until the money runs out, which could be very soon. We'll find out. (laughs) Uh, What we plan to do is we're going to talk about both upcoming official releases, um, really cool homebrew stuff that we find, Um, homebrew stuff we find that we might not like too much, but we can definitely make it work. And, well, anything else under the sun. Uh, d- you know, Game of Thrones is off TV right now, but we all talk about Game of Thrones extensively when it's on. Walking Dead? No, we don't like Walking Dead. Um, <laughs> but if it relates to this wonderful hobby of ours, we'll find a way to talk about it. So Yeah, sounds about right. With that... Go ahead. It Jake. is time for us to dive into the very first thing we did. Now, I'm not going to lie. I was a very naughty boy. I was supposed to buy everybody uh, the Turtles PDF, and we were going to talk about Turtles extensively today. Because who doesn't like
1: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles?
3: We're going to save that for next week. Do not do not spoil all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle jokes. Uh-huh. Um,
1: <laughs> for the love of God. Your secret is safe with me, yeah, Jake. Like if,
2: if you're into TMNT, then definitely tune, tune in next week. Yeah.
1: No. So... Here's a half shell
3: instead <laughs> instead we're going to talk about something we actually saw on the Dungeons and Dragons fifth edition group on Facebook let's pop this bad boy open here really quick yeah. uh, somebody made a post the other day about you know paraphrasing here but it's wanting to use uh, this homebrew called do do do. I have it pulled up right here. Um, it's called Dark Knight. The Dark Knight,
2: specifically Dark Knight. We the Dark Knight not to be confused is, with Batman. All of yes. us
3: were all of us were chatting uh, about you know other D and D stuff when I scrolled across this. I copy pasted it and we threw it into the Discord and we were a little tipsy, so we were a little unkind in our initial first viewing, but we.
1: It seems there's been an hey, update, which greatly revised yeah. many of the yeah, problems we had. Yeah, big
3: time. Actually, just looking at it right away on
2: the uh, quick build chart in the uh, that may, makes it look like it came out of the player's handbook, the first thing that I noticed right away was in the old one, it, it just gave a random
3: skill point improvement at what, 5th level? Uh, it was at 6th, but it was like a fighter. Yes. They were doing it just like yeah, a fighter. doing That's...
1: the weird fighter crossing. For some reason, they had an improvement at 10th level. I mean, I'm glad they fixed that, obviously.
3: long Long story short, the... Like when we first saw it, it was just like you want to be a fighter, but you also want to be a paladin at the same time, and be way better than both. Play the Dark Knight. Play the Dark Knight. Obviously, which, it's which is where sense. I've found
2: just just as you said, like with homebrews, we find things that we like and we find things that we don't like. I think that there's a there is somewhat of a problem with some of the homebrew things of just like I'm going to make this ridiculously overpowered thing in my
1: homebrew. Well, I mean, as somebody we, who's done a lot of homebrew, yeah. not to interrupt, no, but no, no. let Paul. It come. is. Balance is probably the trickiest act there is. Oh, yeah. I mean, to make a horrible pun, it's a balancing act. You've got a lot to uh, consider. Basically, you have to consider: am I stepping on somebody else's toes? Is there another class that does this but better? More than that, am I impinging on their territory? I mean, that's part of stepping on their toes, but the Dark Knight is sort of a cross between a paladin and a fighter. And I'm not sure it really is supposed to emulate either. Looking at it, it feels like somebody decided that they wanted to play a blackguard, but without being, a, you know, a baby-eating serial killer. Which is fair. Which, Which is, is fair, fair because those are. There's a tradition that you had to be a baby-eating serial killer to be a blackguard, but they're cool. <laughs> black armor is cool.
3: Black armor is yeah. Very a black
1: cool. knight is a cool-looking guy. So considered,
3: we're going to tackle uh, just we're going to go over this class and we're going to tackle it because. There is still a lot of stuff in here that's actually really neat.
1: There are problems, of course, and it's my job to be Debbie Downer, but I actually do like the class in its current iteration. Yeah, uh, ju- just,
2: just right away, one of the first things on this newest one um, that I noticed uh, that what I thought was really cool, we actually talked about it a little bit on the way in, was that well of darkness thing. And so according to this description, it says, beginning at first level, you discover a method to use your own life force to invoke supernatural abilities. And so um, when using some spells and features, you may be required to spend Dark Knight
1: level hit dice to actually use abilities. I believe those are the things that you use obviously to recover hit points during a short rest. During
2: a short rest, yeah. So like basically what this is saying is like if you want to do this really cool thing, like you have to sacrifice the ability to regain hit points during a short rest.
3: And just for everybody who's watching's benefit, we will – let me get a copy paste here and I will post it so you can kind of follow along with what we're doing.
1: Yeah, that's a good idea. Good idea. Honestly, I'm surprised we didn't think of that earlier. Anyway, no. uh, there were some problems earlier in that many of the powers were simply ways to regain this sort of pool of points, but I do like that they integrated with an already existing system by using hit dice instead. It's. I was very confused at first when I saw it because I wasn't sure what they were talking about, but in further expec- inspection, actually checking the rules on resting and hit dice, It makes a lot of sense. Uh, You're living fast. You're dying young. The candle that burns the brightest dies the quickest. Yep. And it's got a lot of cool effects. Uh, You can use it to deal extra damage on all your attacks, which can get quite ridiculous quite quickly depending on. A one-level dip in Dark Knight could make a fighter put out absolutely absurd amounts of damage. Uh, You can use it to, I believe, cast many of their powers in one of their archetypes. And another one is, well, mostly it's used for extra damage or for using special moves for the Dark Knight. It doesn't particularly interact with anything outside that, but that's expected. I mean, how many classes have things that interact only with things outside of their class?
3: Now, I will say, though, um, where I really loved this class, like looking at all the subtitles, sorry, that excuse me. <laughs> uh-huh. Word salad. Archetypes? Yeah, archetypes? No. All the archetypes. My personal favorite was Ebony Champion, and here's why: Ebony Champion. Like when I first saw Dark Knight, like this actually updated version, and everything had been cleaned up, and it functions really well. To me, it doesn't like I still don't think I'd let a player play this in my campaign. It seems
1: like a great villain class. I may have to use it for a villain in one
3: of my. But exactly, that's exactly what I was going to say. I would use it as a villain because this to me is like a very scalable Death Knight. Because Death Knights, for anybody who owns the Monster Manual, are freaking awesome, terrifying. They're terrifying. They're great villains, but they're you can't really use them. But like, <laughs> what level ten? Yeah, you can't. You got to wait until like level ten, and even then, it's it's yeah, but, a dicey proposition because yeah, your players could actually win at that point.
2: In one of my in one of my campaigns, we actually ran into a Death Knight in like the House of the Dead in this like we got teleported to this weird Egyptian style place. It was like very Egyptian-style ruins, hieroglyphs and things like that, and it, it was literally a house of the dead. Yeah. And yeah, he was, like, deck. sitting on a throne, and it's like the skeletons and army we were like, okay, sweet. Like, we're total noobs to d d at this point. And then he stands up with a big sword. We're like, oh, yeah, this is awesome.
3: Yeah, and then let me guess. <laughs> this is not just, gonna go well. Let me guess, yeah, he just death knighted all over your face, didn't he? No, actually, we got out of it. Oh, well, uh, that's Our nice. DM was very gracious. Um, I wouldn't call that kind. It's yeah, just uh, like... Oh, that's your—that's your DM waving a gun at you I- <laughs> and just going, "You know what I can do, right?"
2: And we do, but in that in that encounter before we ran into him, we took down a beholder. At like uh, we had a party of like level six or seven, hmm. so I mean we had to fight a pretty uh, hey. formidable foe.
1: So our hit points were yeah. a little bit lower and then we run into the Death Knight. Yeah, and, the, and the Dark Knight is a way to do this with the living foe, which will help obviously if you don't want Undead to be running all over the place. Say if you run the standard Greyhawk cosmology and uh, Undead naturally radiate evil and corrupt the land around them. You may not want the Dark Knight to do that. And, well, to be honest, the Dark Knight has many powers that do that. And I actually have some issues with that because mechanical ties to alignment are something I thought we left behind in third edition. And the ability to detect as evil doesn't work. I do. I mean, like,
3: you're right, but I, that is something I still desperately want. I have it personally homebrewed in my campaign that there are paladins who can do it because that's just a really cool narrative thing you can do. I mean, it is cool. Is the paladin who has to deal with seeing every single person, you know, like how evil every person he walks on the street is. That's a fun thing to do. Um, I like the idea of it. In here mechanically, that's one thing I would fix though is make it like the (laughs) –
1: Ping is undead or ping is a fiend or something because the thing is divine sense and detect good or evil does not detect good or evil. It detects places that have been desecrated or consecrated. It detects undead, uh, fey, celestials and fiends but it does not detect evil.
3: No, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm saying we would go to – yeah, I would say we would go back to the old paladin way of doing things. Where your eyes turn blue, you look turn around the and, Evil dark.: Yeah, pretty much. You just walk around in like Batman in any of the Arkham games, and you just have detective vision on the whole time because you know, oh, uh, do we trust that guy here? Let me find out. Yeah, actually, he's pure
2: evil. And see that I think that's like the beauty of playing like a tabletop game like this, because you could always augment anything that's in the book.
1: Yeah, yeah it's, that's why – You could run
2: Detect Good and Evil that way where it's like – just so as you said, the paladin's eyes roll into the back of his head and it's detective vision the entire yeah. time. Instead of seeing phase and Celestials as like an actual
3: So that stuff was cool. Written. Um, other things – because we've got our first break coming up here. So other things really quick just to get through on this um, – Podcast.
1: No, not on, the, not on this podcast.
3: On the – on the Dark Knight. On the Dark Knight. Let's take a quick look at Abyssal Channeler. I love – OK. I'm going to be very honest. I don't think enough classes in 5e use this. I want to see more classes use a point system for abilities. The uh, monk source- does it. Yeah, monk in
2: 5e, e. I think monk is the only one. No,
3: it? monk and sorcerer are the sorcerer only does two as well. That's right. who have a I mean, pool of resources for extra abilities. Um, and monk
1: has that – like it's, it's not very effective. Yeah, the- My concern is that the monk ability is – why? Why are you doing this? Well, the because everybody
3: little- wants to play Avatar The Last Airbender, which I don't blame them.
1: It's true. It's a good <laughs> idea. But honestly, it's it's not – I hate to be the person who, oh, but the rules say it's just not very good. You've got a very limited pool of these key points. You already need to do the cool things like jumping 100 feet or punching somebody a bajillion times in six seconds.
3: Well, no. See, so you see something – that I thought about in the shower because I do all of my D&D thinking in the shower. Don't you judge me.
1: I don't judge you. I um, just do them all it's,
3: yeah, no, I've taken gratuitous showers in a day just because I need to plot for D&D and that's the only place where ideas seem to happen is the shower. Um, I could see like a really fun Paladin rework being done where they use a point system instead of classic spell casting. Um,
1: it's such a holdover because- from the old editions to have them full cast. Like how many do you know Roland and the other paladins of Charlemagne to sit down and prepare their spells for eight hours a day and start doing the waving arm gestures and chanting mystical chants? No, they go out and they smite things. Um, well, no. Charlemagne
3: didn't have paladins. He had knights in the Holy Roman Empire after he bullied the pope into making him the Holy Roman Emperor. This is true. But that makes Thank sense you, the- Shouting History Girl. Yeah. And there we
2: go. There's our first appearance of the fourth person of the show. She is off screen, I believe, right now. No, no. You can see her a little bit.
1: Well, we're not talking over her. She just does not have much to contribute to this. So she's not run a game yet. I'm sure she will at some point, and then she'll have plenty to say. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm mostly talking, of course, about the Song of Roland and talking about the, I guess, mythological origin of the term paladin. But oh. you're you're correct in that, yes, there were no actual paladins. I but Anyways. Um, you should read You should read the Song of Roland. It's a real slog, but it's very important as far as... Uh,
3: just as a quick thing to games. what you were saying, though, wizards, all, we all know that wizards are just basically the power fantasy of everybody who had a 4.0 GPA in high school. Oh, yeah. When in doubt, blame the wizard. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, you can't trust them to do anything right. A wizard did it. I would like to see paladins, not necessarily, like, not take away spells, but I would love to see a system like this kind of implemented for paladins because it could make the class a lot more fun to play I mean it's already fun just to because let's face facts you don't take spell slots you take extra smites Yes, you you take, can just,
1: hold on <laughs> I've got extra let me just fill it with thundering
3: smite with yeah that. yeah I've, I've got three extra spells well that's all searing smites for today folks um <laughs> It's, we'll, it's put a fun. A thund- we'll put a Thunderous in there because I like to play cricket with human beings.
1: Yes. I've got another <laughs> paladin party. We're just going to bounce them back and forth between each other. We'll make people take opportunity tactics. Yeah, no. Them.
3: That's actually one of my favorite ideas is just watching two paladins play badminton with Thunderous Smites. Yeah. Um, <sighs> but.
1: I, I feel that the, the, mar- the Marshall back to, one. Back to, back to the main focus. The Marshall one has this. Uh, is It's not called Leap. It's called Plunge, I think. it. I understand the mechanical purpose. It feels a bit ridiculous to me, but that might just be me being the no fun guy. (laughs) I feel like leaping up great high into the air to stab people seems somewhat inefficient. Like I feel like if you're going to spend all that leg energy, you should just be kicking somebody across the room or something. I don't know. Uh, the Abyssal something, the Berserker style, has a fun mechanic that in fact I used back in
3: – Oh, are you talking about Hellbound? Yes. Where they lose HP and they gain attacks?
1: Yes. I've in fact, or- I used a very similar mechanic for my villains in one of the first games I ever ran. But I think it's a cool mechanic. It might be too much bookkeeping. Same with their ability at level 6, that is. Whenever they take slashing, bludgeoning, or piercing damage, they'd roll 1d12 to see if they regain one of their – hit points. I feel like that should be every third attack or something because it seems like, hold on, I got attacked by 30 guys with arrows. Let me roll 30 D12s and see how many points I recovered. Seems like it will bog the game down a lot. I like the class and in fact I'm probably going to Frankenstein it with the paladin to create a sort of Different holy warrior class or unholy warrior. Just kind of on the but just kind of on the same topic
2: as a as a newer DM, I've I've come into that problem of uh, like mechanics bogging the game down because th- you know the the basic thing in the book does say that a, a turn generally lasts six seconds, five or six seconds. Everything's is supposed way. to last five or six seconds, but if you have your players who, as you said, have like a ton of dice to roll. Then you end up in this weird place where it's just like, OK, this is taking way longer than what it would seem. And the like
1: whatever you're doing gets bogged down a lot. Dungeons and Dragons, the game where a five-hour walk takes three minutes and the game where a three-hour, uh, three-minute fight takes five hours.
3: Yeah, I don't think I could have said it better myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, so ultimately, final thoughts on Dark Knight.
1: Um, I like I, it. I'm going to need to chop it up and make it into something that I find more palatable to my setting and probably – rework some of the clunkier mechanics, but obviously the creator is open to uh, revision. His first was far different. I was going to complain about a lot of very petty things, but he's fixed all of them, so I like it. I give it 8 out of 10 stars. And I mean that sincerely, not in the 3-point rating scale. When I'd rate an average thing five, I like this class. It's a good uh, take on the blackguard. that does not necessarily have to be evil.
3: Paul, you just messed up my whole existence by introducing a rating system. Um, (laughs) I like it. I would use it as a villain. I would... I like the idea from... You know, This is just a personal conceit of mine, but when I do run a villain, I like to have a villain that grows with the party, so to speak. Um, So that way, he can always... He can always be a threat, but I can manage if he's going to kill him or not. And he gives me uh the Dark Knight gives me a lot of great options for, you know, some guy, the son of some guy who's just a really bad guy who, you know, leads an army of bad guys. Like a
1: Darth Vader style Yeah, armor. no, he's like a, that you never see. Mm-hmm. He's just
3: a Darth Vader style dude who comes in, does a bunch of crazy magics and is spookily dookily.
1: And oh, I, I like the ability to use warlock powers too though. There's so many cool Warlock powers that never get used because Eldritch Blast is so strong. Hold,
3: hold it because we're about to talk about Warlocks in about five minutes. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: so I mean, my final notes as far as uh, Dark Knight goes, I, I think that it's a super cool idea. Again, as we've said, just to reiterate, I don't think that I would like let one of my players play this unless they made like a really compelling argument. But I mean having abilities like – just like we brought up where some of these abilities help you regain those hit points that you spent on the ones that cost it. Like Soul Survivor where you can designate a creature that you're fighting um, and if it dies within that turn, you gain back a hit dice.
1: A very obvious Dark Souls reference of course. Yes,
2: obviously. Uh, But I think that that's a super, super cool idea and it – as a villain, it gives you a way to – create sticky situations without having your villain get into too sticky of a situation if you don't necessarily want them to be.
1: Worst comes the worst, the ceiling can collapse and they glare at you and they stalk off into the distance. <laughs> right. Vowing that they'll get you next time, you damn meddling kids.
3: Yeah. Alright, guys. Well, we're going to take our first break. Uh, before we go to break, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Watchtower Comics and Games in Dexter, Michigan and Milan, Michigan, both on Main Street in both of those small towns. Uh... Go find them, them on out. Facebook. Yeah, check them out on Facebook. Watchtower Comics and Games in Dexter, Michigan. Uh, throw them a like if you can buy something from them. If you're in the Michigan area, please go buy something. They were really kind enough to finance our first couple of episodes. and We owe a lot to them. We do. All right, guys. We are going to take a break. Normally, we've got sick jams to play on the break, but unfortunately, everything has gone wrong today. Everything has <laughs> gone wrong. So, and we
1: even got to the studio an hour early. And today. No we came early
3: today <laughs> to make so, sure that things didn't go. Recording.
1: No plan survives okay, first, first contact. As a stage manager, you guys couldn't drink margaritas fast enough. That's true. That is true. I drink mine no, every time. I would. I okay. Would, I want to throw that. We're squandering shot out break under.
3: time. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much.
2: Oh, I think I'll be good. I don't think we have anything to read off of now, now that we've gone over the homebrew, we am still
3: alive. Yeah. Yeah,
1: we're alive. Sorry about nope, that, guys. It's going to be me doing all the reading right now. We are back. So. Oh, for Batterspace Space. Or something <laughs> like that. Something like, like that. that. More like the parking lot.
2: I literally can't think of anything other than Men in Black <laughs> when, uh, when I hear that song now.
3: <laughs> all right. So, on for our next segment. Uh, first things first, guys. Again, got to pop our sponsor, Watchtower Comics and Games in Dexter and Mylon. Uh, Southeast Michigan, if you're in the area, go say hi. Everybody's great there. Buy some stuff. Buy some dice. Good luck finding the good dice though because I'm in there every week buying out their stock.
2: <laughs> small small town mom He's. and pop comic book shops and He's. card shops and game shops like that are like the bread and butter of this hobby.
1: Oh, yeah. He's stealing all the dice. They're all 20s. It's mm-hmm. your fault. Yeah. No, that's literally what I do. How do you think I keep my players down? Um, <laughs> you so. beat them down. You beat them down. You never let up. I yeah. can attest exactly. to that. <laughs>
3: oh no! If like if I give you ulcers because of what I keep doing to your character in the campaign, let me know because I'll lighten up. Nope. But until then, I'm no, not going to stop.
2: Perfect,
1: it's the perfect level of stress. Are, like are I actually say, feel like there's things on the line. Are you saying the best GMing technique is not to just have them be mugged and steal all their stuff every couple episodes? <laughs> Rocks fall, the parties die. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Jake has lots of experience with that, let me tell you. <laughs> I've stolen his stuff twice now. On a separate
2: episode about the Henderson scale of plot derailment. We'll <laughs> Don't worry about that well, later.
1: Yeah, no. That, that is a. Topic That's an episode thriller. on
3: its own. <laughs>
0: yeah, right.
3: <laughs> okay. So. We are going to now introduce a segment that we would like to call the filthy build of the week, the fun build of the week, the best friend build of the week, whatever you want to call it. But we're going to do. A little build all of us come up with. Uh, it's a lot of fun that you can use either for a character in a higher level game or perhaps as a villain, a recurring villain in your oh, game. or villain. Or a recurring NPC. If you
1: just don't like your players, go ahead and throw this at them.
3: Well, this one, this one. if you don't like your players, go ahead and do it because, yes, that's actually the design point on this. But I have a couple that are, you know, you can make fun NPCs with.
1: But without further ado... Um, God, what is the best way to describe this? Vietnam sniper. <laughs> but with magic. Uh that's He's hiding in the tree line. Excessive, but not far off. Yeah.
3: So let's just crunch numbers here. Let's just talk what this is at its base. This is a level four warlock with five levels of rogue and five levels of fighter.
1: So it's more like a fifth-level fighter with five levels of rogue and four levels of warlock, but he started as a warlock. But
3: you so. start as a warlock. The fight the fighter stuff comes last. So let's just go down the list of what this build is and then we are going to talk about why it makes for great D&D.
1: Why it makes smallest children
2: cry. That eh, night. It's all in how you play. What, it. Being being somebody that's played in the campaign with a character that has – wait. Does Tooms the Gunman have warlock levels? Mm. I don't think so. No. I, there is an, there's an NPC in the game that I play with Jake that um, this uh, build is – kind of the basis for, if I'm not mistaken. And the idea for it came. This, yeah, is,
1: he, this is back in 3rd edition, way back in the days yeah. of 3-point Pathfinder edition. I'm sure Tombs the Gunman. I'm sure that Tombs the Gunman, yeah, Tombs sure is, Tombs the gunman
2: is going to be a running joke on the show as well, but like having this be somebody that has been an NPC on our side, I would not want to fight this guy. He started as a PC. As that,
3: one uses, Milner. Yeah, that one uses guns. This one uses magic. Here's how it works. So... Uh, I'm just going to throw a lot of stat crunch at everybody really quick. So let's just try to keep up.
1: Focus on the essentials. So don't care about the individual you stats. You go but. human.
3: You take variant human. So you get one bonus stat and one bonus feat. You are going to take spell sniper because warlock, eldritch blast combined with spell sniper can get really ridiculous really quick.
1: For a fun piece of trivia, war, uh, eldritch blast scales with character level, not class level. One level dip in warlock is probably worth it for anybody. Yeah. Very true.
2: So yeah, I actually didn't know that.
1: We yeah, it's to, it's ridiculous. It's got to be some sort of error because always oh, – why not just take as the old builders? Why not just take like five levels, fifteen levels of paladin and a level of warlock so you can have a? I'm just going to lob this uh, twelve. This E6 charisma based. Well, here's charisma the thing: you need somebody. Well, you need
3: to get your eldritch invocations in order to be able to add the charisma damage and
1: add the uh, and. Add, I,
2: that comes at level three. The extra three, range. Those right. uh, come at two. A range two?
1: weapon that can never be disarmed from you is really good. Anyways, we get the four levels of Warlock.
3: Um, for this one, because I wanted him to be spookily ducally. he is going off of – he is going with the uh – what is it? The Great Old One subtype. Because we
1: can't let go of what some guy wrote in the 1920s. I mean, to be fair, he had a lot of good ideas, but – H.P. Lovecraft. I choose Great Old One because of the ability
3: to have basically telekinesis, or not telekinesis, uh, telepathy. telepathy. And it makes, you know, I designed this character as a villain for myself to use, and then after designing him, I'm really upset that I don't have a great way to use him already. And I'm like, I might might shoehorn him. You can. Go ahead. You're going to love fighting This is where me as a
2: player says, damn
3: it. (laughs) Yeah. So you get those four levels of Warlock. Uh, we take the following skills. He has investigation, history, deception, insight, persuasion, and stealth with the background in- of investigator, which we can get from Sword Coast Adventurer.
1: A good supplement. I'd recommend it. And now, apparently, apparently
3: – I found this out. Apparently, when you multiclass a rogue, you can take an additional skill. You can actually take two skills if you like um, or you can take one skill and the uh, ability to use thieves' tools. So I took one skill with him and did thieves' tools. I can't remember which skill I took. But I took something. Probably Stealth? I don't think it's a Wallet class skill. Um, Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Stealth I took. I then used Rogue Expertise. Is Stealth
2: a skill of the background? No.
3: No. no. I took Expertise in Investigation mm-hmm. and – Makes sense. of okay. the bounty hunter type. Mm-hmm. And gave him the archetype of Swashbuckler. Excellent,
1: excellent, excellent. It's a fantastic archetype. You should take it. By the Sword Coast Adventures Guide, take Swashbuckler. It makes your rogue so much better as Fighting. It's
3: the best rogue in the game by far. And after that, we did five levels of Battlemaster Fighter. And so this is the final result. He has 92 HP, and that is probably his biggest weakness, is the fact that he is very squishy. Um, somewhat squishy. He's you got know, a 14th advantage. level, yeah, 14th level character. Uh stat line is 10, 14, 12, 14, 13, 18. So 10 strength, 14 dex, 12 con, 14 int, 13 whiz, 18 charisma.
1: You got to have that charisma. You got to be charming to the ladies. Mm-hmm. Uh
3: proficiencies with his plus 5 proficiency that means his deception off the charts. History really good. Insight, still really strong, even though wisdom is low. Investigation is at plus twelve. Oh, and this is why you can actually play him as a straight up villain character against people. Have him follow people is what he, you're saying. Yeah, he is basically that super stalker that you just cannot get off your butt. He's Boba Fett. And he can yeah. yeah. And he can mentally message you. I feel like investigation is like of all of the skills that you see
2: on the character sheet is one of the most underutilized. Skills. Well, because and I've noticed that you in our game have Ben instead of throwing perception out there because perception is ridiculously perception used. Perception is the
1: god stat in almost every Exactly. Table like I
2: always every single time I make a character if I have the ability to take uh, perception as something I'm proficient in, take it
1: every time. Excellent optimization instincts, I gotta tell you.
2: Every single time, without a doubt. But now that I've, I'm starting to see in this game a little bit more of the investigation, because it can be used for other things other than just oh, there's with well, the the stereotypical Sherlock Holmes
1: with you know the magnifying glass looking at footprints on the ground. Um, it's used to figure out what happened, and the things, of course, that you may not understand, Clint, is that investigation is pretty much the brand new skill for 5th edition. It hasn't existed in yeah, any see, edition I, I,
2: I had no idea about that. I didn't notice yeah. that on any of the – I played an older the, – the first campaign I played in, it was weird.
1: We played AD&D with 3rd edition character sheets. 3rd edition <laughs> uh, has three different skills that were consolidated into perception by Pathfinder and by 4th edition. That was listen, spot and search and you had to invest in all of those if you wanted to be good at finding things. When perception is consolidated, it became this is the most rolled stat in the game by only twice as much as every other skill combined. So, So,
3: Jake, continue. Yes. So, biggest weakness? Very squishy. Everything else? Absolutely terrifying.
2: But, I mean, you can always make him not
3: quite as squishy to make him harder to hit. Well, no, 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 no. Because this is all about tactic. Yeah. you got to think about how this character operates, right? He's got a low constitution. He doesn't want to fight you in close range. He doesn't want to fight you in close he range. He can. And he but. does – and he's very capable of fighting you. But what makes him devastating is my favorite combination of things in the game, which is Eldritch Lance, which makes your Eldritch Blast go 300 feet. Instead of 120, which is bonkers, I believe. And then great. adding Spell Sniper to it, which makes it go 600 feet. We try not to swear, but holy shit! If you play on a regular sized D and D battle That's map, six hundred feet might as well be from here to the freaking moon. Six hundred feet is incredibly it's far, 10 and ten
1: rounds guy, of sprinting.
2: Yeah, you could, it you is. Could, you could essentially on some like on the way that D and D battle maps work, it's like shooting somebody in a different city.
1: Tombs will fight you on the moon. Yeah, you will. yeah he'll he'll Tombs fight you will the
2: fight you on the
3: moon. Um,
1: you can't get there. He'll fight you on the moon. but
3: He'll shoot you from the moon and then laugh about it with no oxygen. You know, you don't really need it. What makes him, what makes this fun is that he is, so he's a pack to the blade guy. He can walk around. He's got that great charisma. He can hide a blade in an extra dimensional space. You know, we're going to give him a rapier because he's got great dexterity. He can use finesse and he it's, can. It's also just classy, you know? Yeah, oh, no. He just, you know, he pops that little blade out, you know, and it pops into his hand. He's got white Gloves on. Think tuxedo mask from Sailor Moon. If you grew up in the '90s and watched Tsunami, you liked it, even if you don't admit it. <laughs> oh, baby. So, you know, he, he's flashy. He's classy. He shows up, but he, he sits. He up. sits in. He sits in the bell tower. He messages your mind with just like, "I'm coming for you." X going to give it to you. All right. He's gonna. You know, you he, did he, going He is. He is you sliding did not into just your quote is, DMX. Dude, DMX is a national treasure.
2: Yes. DMX is a national treasure, and if you, if, if, if for everyone listening on a totally unrelated note, if you haven't seen the video of DMX singing Rudolph the Red nosed Reindeer, watch it. That is everything that I didn't know that I needed. In I my actually,
3: life. I actually didn't know that exists. It is the funniest thing that I've.
2: I Ever know what re- I'm doing he's next week. Like, okay. he's beating on the table to make the okay. drums, and he's singing Rudolph the Red nosed Reindeer.
3: <laughs> so, <laughs> with on. this going back over the and. Uh, I will post this – I'm going to post the PDF for this on our Twitter. Um, His build is basically
1: designed around – that's actually he a super good idea. I never even thought you to come the on there. Because you can't outrange him. There's not even a single weapon in the player's handbook that can No, it's to like
3: that. It's feet. like that uh you know cuz when I thought of this and I thought of that, uh, you know that uh in uh what is it? In Glorious Bastards the movie that they do where the guys in the bell tower, you know, I mean they, like there's enemy at the gate and stuff, but you know, there's the dude in the bell tower. I thought of that. Imagine this guy sitting up at a bell tower uh Spell sniper allows him to ignore half cover and three quarter cover. Oh okay, my god. Which means they have to sprint at this guy. Now, if we do it the other way and they're running away from this guy, because I would, I would because too. he can at 14 he can shoot three Eldritch blasts on his turn with his charisma added at six hundred feet, so that's three attacks every six seconds, every turn. All he has to do is walk behind you at a very leisurely pace.
2: Yeah, I'm, at, I'm making this to space. because I have a really, really bad feeling that our characters I'm not, are going to run into something like this. And I'm so not prepared for the emotional trial. Well, see, but here's the thing you he can, now do, you can now do
3: this. To you can now do this Yeah. Um, looking at other spells, he's got a great set of very utility spells just to help him in what could be, you know, capturing his prey. We've got Mage Hand, which is always fun for shenanigans, Minor Illusion. You know, make. Can you imagine how much you can mess with players minor by? Illusion. I love minor illusion. It's one of those making spells. him appear on another rooftop? The ranger freaks out, fires an arrow. It wasn't him, but guess what? You just revealed your position, ranger. You're getting shot with an eldritch blast.
1: I, it's illusions are one of those spells. That the only limit of the spell is not based on the character, but on the player. Charm
3: person and hex Ugh. both think like one as a you know as a way to get through things charismatically and talking because you know this guy would be a suave talking kind of person and. Hex hex slows you down, takes away reactions. It messes with character stats. His whole idea is I've, I've watched Bloodborne played, but I haven't played Bloodborne. But there's like a dude who I know halfway through the game comes, beats you up, yickety yak, puts you in a sack and takes you to a different part of the game. That's what he does. He shows up. He is going to rain laser beams on you from 600 feet. And then that's why we put in Fighter and Swashbuckler Rogue.
1: If you rush him, he can still fight you. Once
3: you're in close quarters with this guy, uh, Swashbuckler Rogue gives him uh, Charisma to initiative, allows him to be really high at the top of the order. He gets uh, not evasion but – Yeah, the build um, you have right now has a what? Plus seven to initiative? Yeah, plus seven. He also gets from Rogue, he gets Fancy Footwork which allows him to attack – and basically dance away so he can stick you and run when you're in melee. He can Which also – helps with the squishiness immensely. Mm-hmm. And also too, I gave him of the uh, Battlemaster Fighter stuff he can use. I gave him a bunch of very defensive ones. Uh, repost and Parry are the two that I gave. And then I gave uh, Disarming because that, that seemed very – like okay. him, you know, you're going after a barbarian and you knock the barbarian's axe out of his hand. Well, what's the barbarian going to do? He's going to scream at you. He's going to throw you around the room, but he can't hit you with an axe. And well,
2: yeah, you might get like Captain yeah, Insano power bombed, but yeah, you might get gonna... power
3: bombed through a table. But guess what? He can't hit you with an axe, and that's all I worry about is a barbarian. Unless
1: well, it's, it's in to you probably don't have too much to worry about. The totem war barbarians are going to grow claws and scratch the heck out of you. Well, we'll that's worry true. about that later. Okay, he, he got a sword. Like, yeah, you can have claws. Have have you ever? Been, I'm sure you've been in a fight. You know how much of a threat. A knife is. Now imagine like instead of a knife, you got like a foot of metal. Doesn't matter. You know, this is one of those
3: things. He's a professional bounty hunter. He's good at carousing information. He – you know, this is something that you can do to – basically how I would use this, me personally. He attacks – you know he he's hired you know he's one of those guys he's hired by the highest bidder he does missions not exactly for the money but more for the thrill kind of a thing a bit of a boba fett kind of guy very well trained very meticulous you know you can do sexy assassin with him and he's just got so much utility in so many places he makes not necessarily a great main villain but say your main oh, villain a, villain is, a villain's right hand man or something. Like let's say he's let, the let, hound. Let,
2: let, yeah. yeah, Let's say let's say as an example. Like, let's say as, as an example matters. because like um, if if you're looking here and you guys know who this amazing person is, um, Matthew Colville. If you don't know who he is, please check him, out. Check I've him out. I've learned so much about DMing from running the game, uh, but he likes Matthew Colville likes to run political intrigue type of games and having him be having a character like this in that setting. You could use that anywhere. He could assassinate any political leader at any given time from 600 feet. Uh, again, 600 feet.
1: And away. This, is, man, this is like pre high <laughs> renaissance era technology. Longbows shoot a long way, but they don't shoot accurately. You have to shoot en masse. And you're not going to hit some guy in a bell tower throwing a perfectly accurate piece of magic at somebody.
3: Yeah. So we're going to post that one to our Twitter. Um, Twitter is. 3DM podcast. I think that that's a super good idea. Is any of the filthy builds that we come up with? Oh yeah, no. Let's, yeah, of let's, throw,
2: let's throw them out there on the Facebook page and the Twitter. For yeah, all they're going to be
3: on the Facebook page. And all Twitter. of you, all
2: of you beautiful people that are watching our podcast, um, you guys can use these in your games, or if the DM allows and you know you like to be sneaky, you can go ahead and try to use this as a player build too.
3: Yeah, I, you know, I mean, I'd love to play a character. The only, the only that thing awesome. you know, I even thought about just really quick. I thought about a rational train of how you could explain this. You know, guy starts as a warlock, starts doing assassination kind of stuff, serving as god, has to pick up rogue abilities, and then he starts learning fighter abilities along the way too, to toughen himself up, because just being sneaky all the time isn't working. He gets his ass kicked in a bar a few times. I'm sure somebody will tell us what's wrong
2: with this all Alright
3: guys, so that is the Bounty Hunter Warlock build. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it, and I guess for, we're gonna skip our final break here, and we're just gonna go into our last
1: bit. Uh, Let's just freight train right through it. Why not? It's not a huge deal, let's do it. No, yeah, no. I'm good. So we've got a guest on our show tonight, or today, I suppose. Today, today. yeah.
2: Uh, we, can, uh, we, we can't see him on camera right now. That's how I planned
3: it. Oh, nice. Awesome. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dave from IT in the D, How's also the owner of Podcast Detroit, uh, has been – so helpful and so delightful to us even and though we so are literally running around having no clue what we were doing. The hard part look easy. Uh, yeah. The first thing that immediately <laughs> – well, when we came in and we talked about doing a show here, the first thing that immediately put us at ease is when he realized we were doing a and d content show. He's like, oh, I just found all my old books from the 80s. What a great trip down memory lane. I'm like, we're going to fit right in, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to be OK.
1: This is going to be sweet. So, Dave, when did you start playing D&D?
0: God, probably. Let's see. Sixth grade would be my guess. So mid eighties.
1: Oh, that's old. I gotta tell you. No offense, Dave, but my father used to play D and D around that time, and I've inherited his old stuff. in fact, that's why I played AD&D. So
0: but. you guys are talking fifth edition, and I'm like, "Yeah, no, I still have my OG and second edition books." <laughs> the black
1: box My my buddy's
2: dad that I played the first campaign with. That's how he was. Like I was saying, like the two different games. Like yep. he he ran the game. Like he was playing from the very beginning. Like back in the day when the
0: FBI was like, "This is like satanic stuff."
1: <laughs> On that note, Were you part of this? Did you like understand or were part of the satanic panic?
0: Yeah, who knew? Because uh, I mean – and laughably, it was a a kid that went to my school. Uh, that's the one <laughs> that jumped off a building. Uh, what a and coincidence. He killed himself uh, and everybody blamed it on, you know, oh, it's Dungeons and Dragons. That must be what did it and you no. Know, that was a messed up kid with a messed up home life that had a whole bunch of issues regardless of Dungeons & Dragons.
2: There's always, there's always a blame to point. Like It'd be me, like... You're gone. Me, Me being like... A, I, I used to listen when I was a kid. I used to listen to like the, like the 70s and 80s like start of metal, you know? Right. And there was the story that like... Two kids uh, committed suicide because they were listening to Suicide Solution by Ozzy Osbourne.
0: Right. They found them listening to that record and they're like, oh, well, this has to be the cause. Oh, and Kiss is, of course, Knight, oh. Knights and Satan's Service. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. Lived through all that. Back in my day. Yeah. <laughs> so that, <laughs> that actually – Cue, cue uh, the stereotypical old man voice.
3: No, No, but that actually – so that does raise an interesting question. When you were playing in the 80s. Did you ever have any awkward confrontations? Like, did you ever get any super zealous people? Like, you know, somebody, you know, somebody's mom
0: found out or aunt found out and like stormed the basement. Uh, I didn't storm the basement. We did have a couple parents that decided they wanted to get snarky with the school. Oh, wow. um, because we Wait, were you guys playing at school? Yeah. So it was, oh, like, okay. it was like an after school More club.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's tight.
0: Um, yeah, and and bad. so like apparently you know two of the parents got out because hype and hysteria and yeah um, mass hysteria
1: is a serious problem yeah exactly
0: dogs and cats living together <laughs> mass hysteria um, <laughs> Idle
1: Idle hands make the devil's tools. Right.
0: So, you know, and and they got snarky with it and they wound up uh, basically the the, uh, one teacher who helped us out and got us up and running was like, look, um, we kind of have to take this off the official schedule. You guys are still totally cool to use the room if you want to just. Oh, yeah. we're not
1: paying attention <laughs> All no, <right>. nothing's happening <laughs> no, we,
2: uh, <laughs> just to interject here we actually just got a comment from a Kent Boatner I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly that said I still have the old red paperback for low oh level God. then yep. blue for mid level uh-huh. and green for high level in Hell my closet yeah. it, was,
1: it was level like one to four and then five yep. to there uh, were se- wait, six wait I'm sorry this is j- totally
2: going to show me being an absolute noob in 5e being my it's first dangerous. one um,
1: this is like oh no hey, man. I'm so they, new they to had, film they Funny. had several Everybody starts somewhere.
2: Everybody starts somewhere. They had separate
1: books for separate levels. Yeah, they did. You could only go to like what was level one to four or something, the early books. And then you could go five to seven and then seven to – 10 i want to say i mean i remember watching an interview with obviously well right. uh, I'm, I'm only like yeah. i remember watching I, an
0: interview with a guy who i
3: started um, when third edition
0: came out yeah so. i think it was by fours i think it was one to four five to eight nine yeah 12 he
3: was playing time, right? he was like playing the original D in california where it was one of the first places it was released and like his girlfriend was the highest level wizard in california because everybody was playing it super seriously and by the book and she was like level seven like i played with you guys for like Two months and I was like, "All right, I want I want to throw like really cool stuff at you guys. Like, let's just get up there." Right. And
1: w- I was playing with you for what? Like, we played for a year in our first game. And yeah. You were level fifteen or something. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So, no. How
2: times um, have changed. Da- uh, question for you: Do, do you remember uh, the character that you played? Like, what class you played back then? Or
0: um, depending on which game I was playing at the time. Oh, so there were
2: multiple games. Oh, of course. yeah. I okay. Had, so
0: back uh, in the time, a was cleric and a fighter.
2: A cleric and a fighter. Yeah. Okay, sweet. I have uh my character in Jake's campaign as a is a cleric. So a very fighter uh, cleric. cleric. A, a very fighter cleric.
1: We gotta what, stick together, man. I, I wanna ask, because I'm personally curious, not so much for the show, what is your favorite memory of this time?
0: God, it's almost you know, it's it, for me that kind of stuff is very um standby me-ish. Like you know, the opening with Richard Dreyfuss, where he's like, you know, I never had friends like I had back then. Yeah, you know, and and you look back, just the pure innocence of it. Like and you know, it was like that's what we did. You know, twice a week was you know we we got together and you know this was before you know video games and before you know before the internet and before all this other nonsense. You know, and it was just stupid fun. You know, and it was and you know and for that, you know. That's why and, I got it. And my it. running, you know, my running joke now. Like you, know, you mentioned our show, you know, and every now and then we do ad reads. Um, you know, fantasy football is all the rage now, and you know, my running joke is that fantasy football is Dungeons and Dragons for guys who used to beat up guys. Who yeah, it is.
2: it is. You know, as, <laughs> Which as I mentioned, like I'm in the weird. I'm, I'm in the weird situation where I do. You're both. in that Venn diagram. Yes, I'm, just, I'm in the middle of the Venn diagram to, for once in my life. To quote,
1: yeah. to quote Penny Arcade, a fairly famous gaming comic, as I'm sure you're aware. Quarterbacks are DPS. The <laughs> linemen are fighters. Uh, and the. Or uh, tanks. Yeah. And everyone else is some sort of support for the quarterbacks and the linemen, right. basically. Yeah. So it's, I imagine oh my God. I imagine Balls like defensive linemen
3: are like your
2: paladins that are just like, yeah, I'm cool to get hit in the face, but at the same time, I will punch you so hard right. that you
0: don't know what day Well, it I mean, is. But, the yeah. thing is,
1: it's so mainstream now. Like, it used it to be is. so like niche. So I
0: remember arguing with my parents about making sure that I could get my subscription to Dragon Magazine. Oh, yes. Oh, my God, um, yes. Um... Yeah, so I mean, it, it, yeah, those were. Those I got were a fun free days.
1: copy going to Gen Con. Actually, it's a lot of fun. Oh my gosh! Right, let's, so just said the point.
0: Uh, have you played recently? No, there have been uh, threats and rumors uh, of of games forming, especially after. Um, so what happened was my basement flooded, uh, and I yep. was going through all the boxes, and apparently, literally that box that had that stuff. Apparently, I have moved from Boston to DC. Two houses in D.C., three houses in Michigan, and never opened that box. I, I,
2: I, uh, I smell a streamed one-shot, boys. I, <laughs> and, and,
0: and so yeah, I mean it was it was very like and it was it was like you know I'm opening it up and I'm like holy, yeah, like you know and it's funny and like, underneath that I find like all my old like choose your own adventure books, yeah, and all uh, that kind of stuff. It just yeah,
1: I'm telling you, Dave, for our, for our two episode episode, I'm gonna bust out the old like black box books that I'll my father has shown me. I'm gonna run a game for you guys.
0: I'll bring them in, dude. If we, I would, I a, I would love to stream a game.
1: Uh, all things considered, yeah. Well, to show off my nerd, even I, just a I, shot. I play and run in four to five games a week. <laughs> I have wow. no life. I'm afraid.
2: Like to, I like. I run. I run one and play in one, and that's with, like. With I have s- a lot of my plate with that.
1: With school and work, <laughs> I run a game every single night a week, except for Tuesday and Friday. I, mean,
0: I just like <sighs> it's like you know the opening intro from you know the old eighties cartoon like I, I mean I spent I can't tell you how many hours on the old Atari Dungeons and Dragons game um, I didn't even know when, when Gauntlet <laughs> that there you, was an,
2: an sure. Atari D oh, yeah. game
0: when Gauntlet I'm came such out, a noob well, oh so my good. god yeah but when Do- when Gauntlet awesome. first hit the arcades that was like D and nerdvana. Central
1: Red when Wizard that, needs food. Exactly, Blue <laughs> Warrior <here> needs food. <laughs> Green Ranger is about to die.
2: <laughs> now, was it was, was it well, something I'm like a, shoot the food? Yeah, like taking it in a more modern direction when it comes to video games. Was it something along the lines of like a Champions of Norath, where it was like mm. a, like a third? Oh person my type god! Player? No, it's four no,
3: people running on no, the screen. No, we're not even going to talk about it. Well, I mean, obviously, they, there's no, not the no, graphics Clint, of the PlayStation with Champions Clint, of Norath, but we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to so discuss it. We're gonna we're gonna make another stiff drink. We're gonna leave here. And we're going to go find a small arcade, and we're going to play Gauntlet for about 30 minutes. No, 40 minutes. Because that's when go. that game gives you a headache. Yeah. But we'll <laughs> play it for a solid 30. Yeah, we'll definitely mm. have to
2: find it because but I'm I'm definitely feeling my noobdom coming out. It happens.
0: But everyone has to start, so- so, everyone has to start so somewhere. But, uh, yeah. then, so Dragon's Lair? Yeah. Dragon's yeah. Lair Second. No, not
1: tra- Oh. Wait, I love I Dragon's it, Lair. He, he started like a year ago. Yeah, dude. No, I've no only offense been, to Clint.
3: I've
2: only
1: been regularly playing D&D for about a year now. I, gotcha. I started playing D&D with... Was, football nerds, yeah. Football, I, I mean, football I was, jocks, I should say. Like in eighth grades, like, yeah. We hear you're running D and D game. We're interested. We want to play. It's like. Okay, it's a trap.
2: That's how that's how one of the one of the guys that's in uh, that's a player in the game that I play with Jake is like we never thought that our buddy uh, if he's watching or watches this if t- that Tom would actually be interested in D and D and then he did and he came
3: in and played this paladin. Yo, and- really quick. Yeah, let's just talk about Leoman really fast because Leoman is probably the most fascinating character I've ever had. <laughs> Le- Leoman the Ooh. paladin so, looks like LeBron James. Quick story. <laughs> We're gonna bullet time this so. Go over to run one shot, what I thought was going to be a one shot for my buddy Tim and Clint here. Um so we're making their character sheets and their roommate Tom now, I I don't know if you explained this or not, for those who don't know, one shot is one shot is a one time only session.
1: It's you run so, a very quick
2: and usually hours, right? long yeah, session,
1: hours. generally speaking. Most of my sessions run between three and four hours. a one shot can run between five or six because you're trying to basically consolidate an entire story
3: right. into that so. time. Yeah, Tom's walking around the house. He's a little buzz. He's got a buzz on him, and we're making characters. He's like, "What are you guys doing? I'm like, we're about to play D anD. d He's like, "Yo, I want to play.
1: It's so mainstream now. It's okay, great. okay,
3: Tom. All right. People used to beat up people like me. and Tom now- sits down. So I've now got it's two. Cool to play i I've got two people trying really hard on their characters, and then I've got Tom, who's a little drunk, and I have to try to explain everything to. I finally explained paladin to him, and he's like, "Yo, that sounds sweet. Like I want to. I want to fight for God. <laughs> I want to fight for God, but I also like." Uh, like I want to be a rip dude and so we do the descriptions uh Clint's character Erevan well, new we character de- just- class
0: the Broladin.
1: yeah <laughs> he's, he's smashing um, my, uh, he's smashing uh, Miller I, I wanna, Lights on the top of his head I want to smashed. interject here Spine because this is God. hilarious my buddy my
2: my best friend who I said I played in uh, my first campaign with his dad just commented on the live stream and said yo I have Gauntlet Legends for the PS1 I loved that shit there you go <laughs> go and play it
0: <laughs> so that is so
2: much fun Logan I, I hope you're still watching um Dude, we're going to have to play that because I have a PS1. So
3: (laughs) if you still have it, let's do this. Anyways, Uh, finishing the story. Tom sitting down. um, You know, Erevan, Clint describes his character Erevan. Tom describes his character, or or, Tim describes his character Huff. And so we get to Tom and we're like, Tom, what's your character look like? And dead ass straight into my eyes, stares at me and he goes, yo, he looks just like fucking LeBron James. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, so let me i right. am not going
2: to tell you that's wrong. exactly what he said.
0: Dungeons so and
3: Dragons is about fantasy. I'm just—I'm yes. well, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, was, I, was, I told Liam him and Queen's I, God. I have a yeah, Liam and Queen's God, the God the looks just name. like Lebron Pal- Lebron James. He's a paladin. I was completely fine with it, but I've just never had somebody say like what their character looks like as a threat to my face. He just dared me. He's like, tell me I can't be Lebron James. Like, no, you can be <laughs> Lebron James if you've always wanted to be Lebron James, Tom. You are Lebron today. All right, guys. Drinking stuff, I think that's all of our time Dave yeah. thank you for coming and thank you for having us Not today no problem at all it, it was thank, a you, your time, thank you
2: thank you for the, the time the in student, the studio the, the time in the studio the interview this was this, this went
3: swimmingly, out. I believe. I'm I'm definitely looking forward yeah. to the future of these podcasts. Paul, Clint, thank you for coming. Uh, everybody, thank you for listening and thank you for sticking with us the whole time. Uh, find us on Facebook at 3DM's Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter, 3DM's Podcast. And we're working on Instagram. We're going to get that done eventually here. Oh, um, once more time, uh, you know – a shout to the people who pay our bills, Watchtower Comics and Games, and you Dexter guys awesome. and Mylon. Thank you, Ethan, very much for your continued support and belief in us doing this podcast. If you are in the southeastern Michigan area, please try to stop by one of the stores. Everybody who works there is super nice. They got a bunch of fun stuff. You know, stop in, help out a local mom and pop comic shop. Because, hey, They're everybody learns about D&D comics. somewhere, and you they are –
2: just like I said, those mom and pop comic shops are the bread and butter of this, this hobby. All right, this is Jake, Clint, and
1: Paul. Yep, signing off. We'll see you next time. Thank you for your time, guys. We'll Thanks for coming. See you next week.